This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is false hope. Now, this is video number 110. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the channel, please write it in a comment below. And if you enjoy these videos, please do me a favor, subscribe and hit like so that the channel can grow and reach people who need good, solid information that's honest. Also, if you'd like to do a Skype or email coaching, be sure to visit my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching. Now then, let's talk about some false hope. False hope is basically a version of mind reading. And it comes in two different forms. I like to describe false hope and false doom, which means the belief that something good's going to happen based on very little evidence, or the belief that something very bad is going to happen based on very little to no evidence. False hope happens a lot of the time when we are taking situational events. My ex just did this. My ex just spoke to that person. My ex just broke up with their rebound. And we use it to either make our situation even better and even more likely for a healthy reconciliation or even less likely, meaning, no, there's no chance. That just means they hate me so much. Every little sign that you see is doom and gloom when really it probably means nothing. And folks, let me tell you, I was the worst when it came to false hope. I would give myself a lot of false hope. And so what area does false hope really take hold? What are some common examples of false hope or false doom? Well, let's talk about the first one. Whenever you find out a piece of information that has just the faintest little bit to do with you, you'll immediately begin to assume either something really good or really bad is about to happen, uh, maybe not immediately, but in your future. So I can pull an example from my own life. I, for whatever reason, was able to see whatever my partner searched through Google, right? When I was younger and nowhere near as wise, and I would go and, you know, search this information and find it out. So I was able to see her Google searches, and one day, one of her Google searches was relationship counseling. But we were already broken up. And so I looked at that, and I thought to myself, oh god, she's looking up relationship counselors, this is great! She's going to come back to me, and we're going to get back together, and it will be just amazing and great and wholesome, and we'll go to that relationship counselor, and we'll repair the bond between us. And this is like maybe the second or third week after the breakup, and I was really still in that bad place. And so I told myself, this is fantastic. But I never stopped to think at that time, well, maybe she was searching up a counselor for a friend, right? Because it didn't make sense with the story I was telling myself, right? And frankly, contextually, it made sense. We just broken up, and here she is a couple weeks later searching relationship counselors. So I thought to myself, yeah, okay, that this makes sense. I'm not crazy, right? And I would show it to some of my friends who knew deeper information about my situation at that time, and they said, I think she broke up with you and was really committed to that breakup, and I think that there's probably little to no chance that she's going to come back. And they were right, because for the next five months or so, she did not come back. But do you see how much twisting and turning 
I did with that bit of information that I obtained, and I used it as a means of, well, my ex misses me, and she's ready, willing, and able to work things out. To give you another example, I was at a mutual gathering with a friend, and it was a group party, and I knew that my ex was going to be arriving at a certain time I had found out through other friends, and so I made sure to get there before she did, enjoy my time, and leave before she came. So that's exactly what I did. And it was later told to me that after I left, she cried her eyes out knowing I was there. And so what did I do? I said, this is great. It's been like two and a half months. I'm still not fully healed yet is kind of where I was at. And I thought to myself, this means she misses me. She'll come back any day now. Look, she's still crying over me. Ha, I've got her. She's practically in the bag. No word. Another couple of months went by, nothing. She reached out when she reached out six months later, but by that time I was fully over her. The point is, we will take the little tiniest bit of information and use it to either give ourselves false hope, or we will use it to doom ourselves and say the worst of the worst is going to happen, and it's been a week since the relationship, and they're already with somebody new, they're never coming back, they're fully healed, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of the game. Well, maybe they were using that person just as a distraction. Maybe they're not going to be with that person forever. Maybe they have no business giving themselves to another person emotionally at this moment. The point is that false hope is harmful. And it really will mess with our sense of well-being because we feel as though we have no control over our life. We want more false hope at the same time knowing that we don't have all the facts. We're hearing half the phone call. And so with that, we'll use that to keep ourselves clung to our ex much longer than we need to. If you're not able to move forward and work on you, then you're still beholden to your ex's whims, meaning you cannot act from the attractive place we discuss in every video, that sense of individuality and self-pride and confidence and self-love and you have things going on in your life. You're not able to do that because you're not letting yourself detach from your ex and focus on you. And so here is my advice for you today. Pull away from the false hope. Pull away from the false doom. As of today, you should act as if your ex is never coming back and throw yourself completely into the self-work. Now, for those of you who are thinking to yourselves, oh God, I don't want to hear that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. You should already be in no contact, and focusing on yourself. So tell me how this is any different than what you're already doing. If your ex comes back, you react then. If they do not come back, you're still out there improving, making yourself better, happier, and more at peace with you. I'm going to say that one more time, because at first I didn't like this idea either, and I freaked out about it. If you act as if your ex is coming back, part of you will be waiting. That part of you is the part of you that you are not allowing to let go and to heal. If you let your ex go, you are able to act more attractive and the change is genuine and you can decide for yourself if you want this person back when they come back. What I recommend now is to act from a standpoint of your ex is never coming back. That way, all of this healing is not for them. It's for you. That's all I had for today. If you found my video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me how I did on this video, and tell me what topics you would like to see in the future. Additionally, if you would like extra videos every week, private live streams with yours truly, and free copies of my book when it's released, just visit my Patreon.
www.patreon.com slash thelovechat. Until next time.